You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five, four, three, two, one. Coach Mark, let's go. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Coach Mark, and this is Power in a Half Hour. In the next 30 minutes, we're going to learn the tips tricks and techniques of the rich and the super successful so we can become one of them as well i hope you guys are ready for this show it's going to be crazy so the quote that i want to go ahead and start the show off with is what you are thinking now is creating your future life you create your life with your thoughts because you're always thinking you are always creating what you think about the most or focus on the most is what will appear as your life. I love this. I absolutely love this. I want to go ahead and repeat it. What you are thinking now is creating your future life. This is so important. What you are creating now is creating your future life. You create your life with your thoughts. That's why we got to focus on what it is that we want. Because you are always thinking, you are always creating. What you think about the most or focus on the most is what will appear as your life. So basically what this means is that if you don't like what you're seeing in your life right now, it's because you're thinking and focusing on the wrong things. All you have to do to change that is to change your focus. Start thinking and focusing on what you want in life. Don't focus on what you don't want, right? Don't focus on what you've already brought into your life. We already know what you brought into your life. If you want to change your life, you got to change what you think about and what you focus on. All right. The name of this show is called Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger. All right. I want to remind you that if we're not friends on Facebook, go ahead and find me on Facebook. My name on Facebook is Mark, M-A-R-K star S-T-A-R-R. Also have a Facebook group called Power in a Half Hour. Um, go ahead and join that group. Just do a search for it. Or if you send me a message and ask me to add you to the group, I definitely will add you to the group. Um, I also have another series called How the Game is Won. You can check that out at www.howthogameiswon.com. And that's an interview series where... I interview successful entrepreneurs so that they can teach you their secrets to success. All right. I also want to remind you that my new book, Repeat After Me, will be released in the next couple weeks. Now, if you want to get an advanced sample copy of that book, all you have to do is go to www.repeataftermebook.com. Fill out the form and I will send you a sample version of my upcoming book for absolutely free. That's www.repeataftermebook.com and I will send you a sample advanced version of my book because I want to get your feedback. All right. So go ahead and go to repeataftermebook.com and I will send you this upcoming sample version of this book that is going to be absolutely life changing. Continue to send me your comments, your questions, and your suggestions to power in a half hour at gmail.com. Once again, that's power in a half hour 
at gmail.com. And anytime you want to go back and listen to any of the previous shows, you can listen to recordings of my live calls that I do every single Monday night in the United States uh, by going to www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. All right. Are you guys ready for this show? Let's go ahead and get started with the first profile. First person on my profile tonight is Nick Woodman, and he's the founder and CEO of GoPro, right? You guys are probably saying, what's GoPro? GoPro is those little cameras that you see everybody, all these sports guys and these surfers and uh, extreme athletes using, right? Now everybody's using them, right? Now, when Nick graduated from the University of California in 1997, he started marketing company Funbug, which ended up failing during the dot-com crash of 2001. After this, Nick decided that he would go on a hiatus for a few months, seeking some inspiration for his next big idea. Now, Nick vowed to have a successful business by the age of 30. He was clear. He knew what he wanted and was definitely not going to quit after his latest setback. Now, while in high school, Nick fell in love with surfing, so he decided he would travel to Australia and Indonesia to surf. Now, before going on his trip, he had the idea for a wrist camera that he could use while surfing to document all the action. Although this trip was primarily to inspire his next business idea, at the time he didn't even realize it that he already had his billion-dollar business idea. And I tell you guys that every single week. I guarantee you that you guys already have that billion-dollar idea inside of you. Don't take action. Six months later, you're going to see somebody else come out with that idea and become rich. That's why it's imperative that we take action. All right? That's why it is so imperative that we take action. While surfing on his trip, Nick attached a 35-millimeter camera to the palm of his hand with a rubber band to try and capture his surfing activities on film. This was the first GoPro camera, right? Nick realized that amateur photographers like him who would want to capture quality action photos of their activities had difficulties because either they could not get close enough to the action or they weren't able to purchase quality equipment at affordable prices. Nick's trip would become his inspiration to creating GoPro. Nick's solution was to develop a belt that would attach the camera to the body. That's it, right? To start the company, Nick moved back home with his parents and worked seven days a week, 20 hours a day. That's how focused he was, all right? Early prototypes were made using a drill and his mother's sewing machine. The original cameras he developed were point-and-shoot 35-millimeter film cameras, which mounted to the user's wrist. The company was started in 2004, and Nick made his first big sale when a Japanese company ordered 100 cameras at a sports show. Started off small. After that, sales doubled each year, and in 2012, GoPro sold 2.3 million cameras. I want to say last year, in 2014, they sold almost 4 million cameras. GoPro went public in June of 2014, and as a result, Nick became a billionaire with a B, not M, billionaire. The wealth didn't just stop with Nick. Nick's parents and two sisters each became millionaires as well. Recently, Nick has made news for honoring an agreement he made with his college roommate and the company's first employment employee, Neil Dana. 
Nick promised Neil 10% of his stocks when the when the first started when they first started the company. Neil was able to cash out on $229 million. Wow, what a friend, right? Nick currently has a net worth of $2.5 billion off a simple idea. Now, what are the lessons I learned from this? Nick, first, first lesson, Nick didn't quit after his first business failed, right? Most successful entrepreneurs that have really successful businesses failed a few times in certain businesses, right? But they don't quit. They keep going. They keep going. They keep going, right? Second lesson, although Nick went for a few months to find inspiration, the idea for his next big idea was already inside of him. Number three, you can make tons of money in whatever it is that you're passionate about. Now, Nick didn't invent the camera. All he did was just invent another way to use the camera. You don't have to have no crazy idea. You don't have to be an engineer and invent something like a camera or the engine. All Nick did was create a way, another way to use the camera. And eventually, they didn't start off by developing cameras, right? All he started off doing was he developed the, the, the strap the, that attached the camera to a person's body. And eventually, they, developed, they started developing cameras. Number four, use what you have and just get started. Nick initially used his mother's sewing machine and a drill to mount the cameras to a belt, right? And then number five, even after early failure, Nick was determined to have a successful business by the age of 30. He said that. He said, I'm going to be successful. I'm going to have a successful business by the age of 30. You have to know exactly where it is that you want to go. All right. Now, the second person that I'm going to profile is Elizabeth Holmes. Now, Elizabeth was named to Time Magazine's list of the world's 100 most influential persons. And probably most of us had never heard of her. I know before I did this, I never heard of her. Now, as America's youngest and wealthiest self-made female billionaire, Elizabeth at the age of 31 is being compared to visionaries such as Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. At age 19, Elizabeth's uncle died from cancer because it wasn't caught early enough. And that drove her to drop out of Stanford during her sophomore year to launch the blood testing firm Theranos in 2003. Now, Elizabeth invented a method that was faster, cheaper, and less painful than other blood testing equipment. Elizabeth decided at a very young age that she wanted to change the world. At nine years old, that's why I always say kids are geniuses, right? At nine years old, she wrote a letter to her dad explaining her dreams. She said, what I really want out of life is discover something knew something that mankind didn't know was possible to do. This is what she said to her dad in a letter at age nine years old. As of 2014, Elizabeth had 18 U.S. patents in her name and is listed as a co-inventor on over 100 patent applications. Elizabeth is the youngest self-made billionaire on the 2014 Forbes 400 list with an estimated net worth of four. Point six billion dollars, and her company is worth almost ten billion dollars. College dropout, saw a need, right? Amazing story. Now the third profile is Ty Lee. 
Now, Tylee is the CEO and president of the largest female-owned business in America called SHI International. Now, Tylee was born in Bangkok, Thailand. During her teenage years, Ty moved to America with her older sister. Ty only decided to become an entrepreneur after she realized that her best chance at becoming successful in America was to start her own business because she had a real heavy accent and wasn't very fluent in English. This lady didn't even want to have a business, right? The only reason why she did it was because she felt that that was her best way to succeed, right? Now, after graduating college, she returned to Korea to save up enough money to go to graduate school. After raising the money, she returned to the U.S. to go to Harvard Business School. She was the first Korean woman to graduate from Harvard Business School. Now, after graduating from Harvard, she chose jobs to help prepare her for entrepreneurship. That's what a job is for. If you're currently in a job, it's something that you need to learn from your job that's going to help you later on in life at whatever it is that you want to do. Just don't be going to the job every single day and and just, just working, just giving them half work, right? There's something that you can learn. There's so many entrepreneurs that worked their jobs for years and learned a bunch of skills on that job, which helped them to start their business to become billionaires. I talked about Larry Ellison. He worked for 10 years before he started Oracle. Now he's worth 50-something billion dollars, all right? Now she worked for two years at Procter & Gamble, then two years at, at American Express, Now, Ty knew she wanted to prepare herself, so she she decided that she would spend her 20s to learning business, right, so that by age 30, she would be running her own company, and by the time she reached 40, she would be married with a family. Now, she ended up getting married first, and her and her husband came across an opportunity after getting married, right? They found a struggling software company that had a tiny division called Software House that wasn't doing well. This division had less than five customers left, but Ty and her husband was able to see the value in this company and the relationships that it had. They raised a little less than a million dollars from their savings and some small loans to buy this business. After buying the company, they renamed it Software House International. From the beginning, Ty knew that it would pay off if her company went out of its way to solve customers' problems, right? Each one of the people that I've I've listed tonight what did they do? They solved problems. They solved problems. They looked, they looked for ways to solve problems. That's how you get paid, all right? And that's exactly how the company expanded. In 2014, SHI had $3.5 billion in sales. She took this struggling company, right, bought it for a little bit less than a million dollars. Last year had $3.5 billion in sales. Absolutely amazing, Right? And they are one of the biggest IT providers in the world with over 3,000 employees around the world. They have approximately 17,500 customers, including Boeing, Johnson & Johnson, and AT&T. Now, Ty Lee owns 60% of the company, and her husband, her ex-husband, because they ended up getting divorced shortly after, right, but owns the other 40%. Ty is currently worth $1.1 billion, Absolutely amazing story. She took a little bit less than a million dollar investment, right? And of course, she didn't have the money. She was just working a job, right? But she she resourced up the money. She found the money some kind of way and turned that into a company that's worth $6 billion. Now, 
This weekend, my son was visiting me, and while he was eating his breakfast, he started humming the, the theme song to Rocky, which is a song by Survivor called Eye of the Tiger. I asked him if he knew the name of the song, and he said it was a song from Big Hero 6. So we began to go back and forth because I said it was the Rocky song. He's like, no, nah, it's the Big Hero song. So I went to YouTube to play the song for him. Now, as I listened to the song, I started paying attention to the lyrics. All right, this is the lyrics to the song. Rising up, back on the street. Did my time, took my chances. Went the distance, now I'm back on my feet. Just a man and his will to survive. Really powerful lyrics. Just a man and his will to survive. So many times it happens too fast. You trade your passion for glory. Don't lose your grip on the dreams of the past. You must fight just to keep them alive. We have to fight to keep our dreams alive. Right? Really powerful lyrics. That's why this is probably one of the biggest songs of all time. It's the eye of the tiger. It's the thrill of the fight. Rising up to the challenge of our rival. And the last known survivor stalks his prey in the night. And he's watching us all with the eyes of the tiger. Now, as I studied what does it mean to have the eye of the tiger, tiger, what I found out was that in the wild, seeing the eyes of the tiger signifies death because right before a tiger attacks, it turns its ears forward so the spots on the back of each ear faces towards its prey. The eye spots on the back of the tiger's ears serve to confuse predators and reduce the risk of attack from behind. So once someone sees the eyes, the tiger is about to attack. Now, when a tiger hunts its prey, it's very focused and determined to succeed. They're very focused on the task at hand and will see it through to the end. We can learn a lot from animals, right? Now, someone recently asked me, how am I able to stay focused and motivated? For some people, that would be a very hard question to answer, but it was pretty easy for me. I'm going to share with you my answers. Number one. I just remember what it's like to wake up every day and do something that I don't like to do and go somewhere or clock into somebody's job that I don't want to. All right. Number two, I remember what it's like to be so broke that I had to steal food to eat. And then number three, when I think of the alternatives, I'd rather not live. If you're not doing what you want to do every day or working towards doing whatever it is that you want to be doing, you're experiencing a slow, painful death. I completely understand what 50 Cent meant when he released the album Get Rich or Die Trying. You might as well die trying to live your passion and your dreams than to die a slow, agonizing death by not living a fulfilled life. You have to have that laser-like focus. You have to have the eyes of the tiger. If you are having issues staying focused, I'm going to share with you some tips on how to stay super focused and how to have and keep the eyes of the tigers. Are you guys ready? Number one, you need daily rituals. All right? You cannot have high levels of focus if you do not follow a daily routine, routine that will help to keep you productive. Pay close attention to your sleeping and eating patterns, as well as plan time for your personal satisfaction and for breaks. This will give you more energy and tackle all of life's daily challenges. Now, here are some of the rituals that I use every single day. I live by these. All right. Number one, the first thing that I do every morning is write down five things that I'm grateful for. If we if I start my day by being grateful, 
it helps to usher in other more things for me to be grateful about. If you start off by being grateful for what you already have, you're just automatically going to get more things to be grateful about. Number two, I start my day with the end in mind. Now, I know I've talked about this before, right, on these calls. I can't remember, probably about 10 or 15 calls back. But this is how I start my day every single day, right? So after I write down the five things that I'm grateful for, I write down my day from the end. So I picture it's the morning time. I'm still in my bed, right? But I write down my day as if the day had already happened, like it's 10 o'clock at night or whatever time I'm getting ready to go to sleep, probably like two in the morning, right? And let me tell you something, 85 to 90% of the time, my day goes exactly the way that I wrote it down. It's absolutely amazing. I create my day every single day because 85 to 90% of the time, my day goes exactly the way that I wrote it. So guess what? If I want to have a great day, I'm going to write it out as a great day, which I do every single day. That's why I don't have bad days or very rarely have bad days. Number three, I read over my short and long-term goals and other quotes to help me start my day along the right path. Very important. You got you could set the tone for your day. That's why that's why I really have been disciplining myself not to jump on Facebook or any other social media at the beginning of the day. Right? Cuz you're going to set the tone for your day. If you started off with negative negativity, guess where the day's going to end up? <laughs> All right. Number two, visualize your goals. Creating a vision board will remind you of your dreams and goals, which will make them more real to you. You can add images as well as souvenirs, articles and quotes related to your yearly goals. Visualizing your goals clearly helps you to work harder towards their achievement. If you come into my bedroom, you'll see three big vision boards in my bedroom. I'm telling you, I live by this. Plus, I have one in my phone that I look over every single day. I'm very clear about what it is that I'm trying to accomplish and whatever it is that I want, right? You can look on my vision board from last year and you'll see um, all kinds of stuff that I am accomplishing. Exotic, an exotic car that I bought for myself last year, right? And when I put it up on that board, I didn't know how I was going to get it, but I knew I was going to get it, and I did. Trips to places that I didn't know how I was going to get there. But I ended up getting there because I looked at these images every single day. Right. All you have to do to create a vision board, you could do it digitally on your phone. Or you can go to Office Depot or Staples or one of these places and buy some construction paper. Take a couple of your favorite magazines and start cutting out some pictures. Go to Google and start printing out some images of things that you desire to have in your life. Right. And put them up on this board. Paste them up on this board. Easy way to do it. Do it with your family, right? Get your kids in the habit of doing these things. We're trying to create, we're trying to create super kids, and that's how we do it, all right? Number three, don't set too many big goals. Try to keep only one or two big goals that you plan to accomplish. Don't set too many big goals because you will overwhelm yourself and then end up disappointed. At the same time, don't make your goals too small or you won't accomplish much. Now, go over these goals every single month and go over what you've done up to that point towards their realization. Don't just, don't just sit here and make a bunch of goals and then don't go over them. 
right, and just file them away somewhere. That's not going to help you at all. Go over these goals every – I go over my goals every day, every single morning, right? After I write down the five things that I'm grateful for, then I write down um, my day from the end. I start going over, like, quotes that mean a lot to me, right? Then I go over my goals every single morning, where I see myself in vi- five years, where I see myself in three years, my goals, my, sh- my uh, 90-day goals, right? My one-year goals every single morning. So I'm never confused about where it is where I'm trying to go to. Now, I want to share a very effective goal-setting technique that I talked about on the very first power-and-a-half-hour call, the very first call from October. I, I had just learned this technique, right? And I talked about it on that very first call. And that I recently heard at an accountability group meeting that my good friend Ryan just hosted. Phenomenal. It's called the power goal setting. And I just shared this with a friend as well. Now, this is how you start it. You're going to write down your three to five year goal or vision, right? Exactly what you want in three to five years. Exactly where you see yourself. If it's having a successful business, whatever it is, write that down. Okay? Then after that, you're going to think to yourself, in order for me to accomplish this three to five year goal, where do I need to be in the next year? Where exactly do I need to be at in the next year in order for me to accomplish that three to five year goal? Okay? After you do that, Where do you need to be in the next 30 days? So in order for you to accomplish that one-year goal, right? So we're off of the three to five years. So in order for you to accomplish that one-year goal, where do you need to be in the next 30 days? After that, you're going to write down your seven-day action. So in order for you to accomplish whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish in the next 30 days, in the next 30 days, what do you need to have done within the next week? And then after that, you're going to write down your one-day action. So in order for you to accomplish your one-week goal, your seven-day goal, what do you need to do by tomorrow in order to accomplish that? Now, I did this, like I said, at an accountability meeting last week. And I went ahead and did it. I didn't complete exact because the goal that I set was really a seven-day goal that I had put for a one-day goal. That's why you don't make your goals too big. But I did half of it, and I've sent thus Within probably about two or three days, I accomplished the whole thing. And I ended up picking up four more radio stations that's going to carry my show. Because my goal is to be on over 100 radio stations all over the world. Right? But by me just doing this little action, which probably took about 30 minutes of working on this every single day, 30 minutes every single day, 30 minutes an hour every day, I picked up four more radio stations that's going to carry my show all over the world. All right? Now... If you do your one-day goal, you are 20% more likely to accomplish in your three- to five-day goal. So if you, can, if you can sit there, do this tonight, and accomplish whatever it is that you want to accomplish by tomorrow, you're 20% likely to accomplish your three- to five-year goal. If you can accomplish your one-day goal and your seven-day goal, you're 30% more likely to accomplish your three- to five-year goal. If you can do your 30-day, your, fir- your one-day action, your seven-day action, and your 30-day action, you are 50% likely to accomplish your three- to five-year goal. So in the next 30 days, you'll know, you'll, you'll know whether or not you have a 50-50 chance at accomplishing whatever it is that you want your big goal to be, your three- to five-year goal. And if you can accomplish your, your one-day goal, your seven-day goal, 
right? Your 30-day goal and your one-year goal, you are 99%. You're almost guaranteed success. Absolute amazing technique. Number four, don't leave things uncompleted. The only way to stay focused on your goal is to complete everything that you start. Don't give up on any task that you started because that will weaken your mental strength and leave you with less self-confidence. Number five, give yourself some daily time alone to reflect. All right. Number six, although multitasking is good, try to do less of it and focus on one single task at a time. When you focus on a single task, you will devote yourself fully to it and receive a better outcome. Number seven, make a daily to-do list. I talked about this a little earlier, right? Make a, making a daily to-do list is a great technique that helps to train your brain, your brain to stay focused. When you end the day with all the tasks crossed out on the list, you will have a great feeling of accomplishment and you will be happy to repeat that every day. Organize your task into a few categories, such as things to do today, tomorrow, this week, and this month. And I do my quarterly goals as well. Number eight, have an accountability partner. Very important. When you have a person you are accountable to with similar goals, you will support and motivate each other to stay focused towards achievement. And number nine, learn how to avoid distractions. Set a goal to accomplish some tasks first before spending time on social media. I know that's going to bother some of you, right? Once you're finished with your task for the day, then and only then, that's when you jump on Facebook. All right, all right. That's all the time that I have for you on today's show. I do want to remind you that if you want to go back and listen to any of the previous shows, or actually any of my previous live calls, all you have to do is go to www.powerhh.com. Continue to send me your questions comments and suggestions to power in a half hour at gmail.com now you guys know that you have at least three of your friends or family members or people that are close to you that should have heard this show or that should be listening to this show every single week go ahead and, and share it with them right we want to get everyone around us to be successful because environment is stronger than willpower Remember that environment is stronger than willpower. So if you're on the right track, but everybody in your environment, everyone around you is on the wrong track, guess which track you're going to end on? It's easier for them to pull you back on the wrong track than for you to pull them onto the right track. So that's why you want to get them into this. Share this with them, right? This may change their life, all right? And the action step for this week is to go ahead and start with that power goal setting process. Right. I want you guys to go ahead and break down your goals. Start with your three to five year goal and go ahead and break it down to one year, to 30 days, to seven days and to one day. I guarantee you that that goal setting technique will absolutely change your life. You have to do it. Well, you don't have to do it, but then you don't have to change. So if you do want to change, you want to take yourself to the next level, you need to go ahead and do that. All right. And the quote that I want to go ahead and end today's show with is life is like a camera. Focus on what's important and you will capture it perfectly. Let me repeat that. Life is like a camera. Focus on what's important and you will capture it perfectly. Thank you and until the next show. 
Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Starr. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour, and join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. See you next week.